You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, you know who I am. I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from beautiful, magnificent, awesome Atlanta, Georgia, and as I call it, the ATL. And if you are listening to this recording, I believe that the Spirit of God has attracted you here so that you can receive the downloads, the insight, you know, just the answer to that one thing that you've been seeking, that you've been praying about. And as I say, all it takes is one word from God, one shift from the Spirit to literally drastically change your life. Well, I hope that you're having a great day today. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. I'm looking out of my window. It's sunny, blue skies, and it sort of uh, feels like summer still, but I know that the fall and autumn is on its way. I just love the fall. I love the beautiful colors of the trees, uh, but just enjoying where I am right now. You know, the secret is be happy and joyful as you are on your way to where you desire. And the secret is that when you're happy right now where you are, it increases your vibration. And it I, it's like super fuel for your car. You know, I use high octane for my car and I think it just fuels and gets you there faster. So no matter where you are, be happy, grateful and thankful that it will accelerate where you want to be. Got a great show for you today. It's going to be in two segments. Um, in segment number one, I'm going to have one of my clients share her powerful <clears throat> transformational story. And the reason that I do that is because, you know, it's one thing, as you've heard me say before, to hear theory and principles. But when you can hear and see the blueprint print of a person's life being lived out. That's a lot different. So let me remind you about social media, Instagram, clarna one one. <clears throat> uh, Twitter, LOA Constance and Facebook coach with Constance. I got that out. <coughs> Excuse me. And so visit my website, listen to my testimonies. I'm going to get a sip of water first. Okay, a look at the videos under coaching while wow, some of them are so awesome. And then I have a lot of written testimonies. So check it out and email me and let me know about what's happening in your life. And that's Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. So let's just get with it, right? <clears throat> I want you to listen to my first guest. She's very powerful. And uh, she's been coached with me for exactly a year. So, Miss Tamika, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. 
Hi, Miss Constance, and hi, everyone, and thank you for having me. Well, great. I mean, you are an awesome woman, and I wanted you to come on the air and just share your story. Um, so let's just get right into it. You've been coached. Well, let's talk about how did you find me uh, online? Were you searching for it? I'd love to hear those stories. <laughs> sure. I heard about you, Miss Constance, through uh, years ago. Um, through you were doing an interview with a couple, I think the creators of You Are Creators, the husband and wife team. You were, I just learned about the law of attraction, mm-hmm. had recently watched The Secret, and then I just started to discover podcasts. And one day you were being interviewed. And this was around a time when you were in the process of healing. I think you're, you had hurt your ankle or your leg. Girlfriend, that that's, that's been like, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's when I first heard about you. And I was so intrigued and fell in love with your personality. And you're so easy to listen to. And... Um, then you then I found out that you had a podcast and then I that's when I started listening to you. I and rem- it's been a joy ever since. Well thank you, my dear. I, I remembered that podcast and I listened to it and that's with um Justin and Erica Perry and now they have millions of listeners on YouTube and I heard myself and I'm like, Oh my God, the reception was so poor. But yes, that was <laughs> when I had fallen and broken my ankle and, um, that show and doing my own show really brought healing to me, not only with my ankle, but emotionally and psychologically. So, so why did you reach out to me for coaching? I met you in person last year, uh, because you came to my Success from the Inside Out conference. I sure did. I felt that from me listening to your interviews and different testimonies from your clients, that uh, I actually fell in love with you through listening through your podcast. And you just felt like, well, you made me feel comfortable just through the, the vibes that I was getting through the podcast. And I said, you know, God, if you ever open up a door for me to be coached by Miss Constance, I definitely would take advantage of that. And the opportunity came. Yeah. And and so you came to my conference. What was that like for you? And did that play a role in your saying, hey, I think I'm going to coach with her? I think that... Um, it was it was awesome. It was a life changing experience to meet like minded people who came from all parts of the world. I think we had someone there from England. Yeah. And yes, and and different parts of um United Germany, States. Germany, Japan. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And to just have just to be in the same room with people who felt like you did and seeking the same things. It was it was phenomenal and I'll never forget it. Well, well, you are an extremely educated woman. You almost have your PhD, you PhD, and and you're smart. You're smart, smarter than I am. I don't have a PhD. Oh no, that, 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 <laughs> so that doesn't so, mean anything. So why did you need counseling? Why did you feel like well, you needed coaching? What was that? I felt like after doing some soul seeking and searching, that I definitely have 
some issues with procrastination. Mm -hmm. And I felt that listening to your podcast and how you give strategies uh, and we do it, you know, step by step and we don't uh, rush into it. You were very patient. And I just knew that that was something I wanted to be a part of. Right. And, and you know, uh, Tamika, I don't think that when you overwhelm people with transformation, because transformation is gradual. And when you overwhelm people with too much to do, that they don't remain consistent. And so that's why I believe in big baby steps. You know, sometimes they small, but yeah. a baby step, anybody can consistently do a baby step. And I know you're working on your dissertation. So what strategies or, or what steps did we take uh, that really helped you to deal with procrastination and other stuff? Well, at first, I think I would, What the reason why I kept falling into um procrastination when it came to my dissertation is because I just looked at the big picture mm -hmm. and how it's such a it was such a monstrosity of a task to me and you taught me how to just break it down that you know just give myself maybe an hour a day to um to look at it and to work on it and just being able to do that that helped me to to feel better about it and not be so overwhelmed where I would just, because usually when I have a big task, I shut down. I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed and I shut down. And the strategy of just taking, taking it easy and just taking baby steps towards it, it just really helped me to well, make I, progress in my, with that. Yeah. And I know that we, we did something, uh, you, so you were in the process of selling your house and, <laughs> yes, and I yes. gave you some strategies. It's sold now, right? Yes, ma'am. Someone else is living in there now. Ooh, thank God. So tell us, <laughs> what did we do? I know I told you to do a couple of things with that. Well, you told me to not only create affirmations that um, were centered around me selling and moving, but you also said to go ahead and prepare for the move, go ahead and start packing my boxes mm -hmm. and um, let, you know, let the universe know that I am ready to make this move. I'm preparing myself for the next, for the next task at hand. And that's exactly what I did. And, and, you know, I told her, just take a small box. You don't have mm -hmm. to pack up the That's whole right. house. Take a small box, and the universe sees that. Oh, she she's ready for something. And I remember, yes. you know, even your real estate agent was saying something about the market. And I said, oh, that's, yeah. that's none of your business. Mm -hmm. Your job is just to affirm what you want and to stage right. your house and get it ready uh, to sell and that someone was looking for that's that right. house. And that's exactly what happened. It happened really fast after we, you know, staged the house and to prepare for uh, the buyer to come. And that's exactly what happened. Well, you don't have to tell all of your business, but, but you're a newlywed. <laughs> you're a newlywed yeah. and we help with some private stuff about relationships. Yes. And so... <laughs> Y'all noticed all she said was yes, because, you know, anytime, <laughs> let me talk now. Okay, Anytime okay. you get married, 
uh, I'm just playing with you. You know, you're merging <laughs> one life and, and another life together. So we discussed some things, you know, that as a woman that she could begin to do and and, mm-hmm. and think and, and say to her husband uh, to make it, you know, just a really great merging or coming together. And, and yes. so we didn't limit ourselves just to your dissertation. No, we didn't. Uh, at, you know, because I, I didn't get married until I was 45, and that was my first time. And I don't regret being single until the age of 45 at all. I uh, learned to become content where I was and enjoy life in the season that I was in. Mm-hmm. And when God allowed my husband to come into my life, it, it happened. That too happened quickly. And I so met him, just, and he's a great guy because he came to the he conference. He's a great guy. He's a great he guy. And so, anything else you want to share about coaching with me? Yes. Okay. Sure. Anyone who is on the fence about coaching or feel like maybe it's just not for me, um, I'll let the other people do it and I'll just listen to Miss Conference's podcast. You can actually be a part of this wonderful experience. Ms. Constance has so much wisdom, love, compassion, and patience. That's true. (laughs) Um, Yes, and if you're ready to take on strategies or embrace strategies for transformation, then please don't hesitate to be a part of Ms. Constance Arnold's life. Let her be your life coach because it is definitely life-changing. Thank you. How did you feel about the accountability part? I mean, you knew that we would have a call in two days and you're like, oh, Lord, Miss <laughs> Constance gave me an assignment. How, how did you feel about that part to me? Oh, uh, it was, uh, I knew it was necessary. Mm-hmm. I knew it was necessary. And once you realize that you're a part, of, you've allowed something to come into your life that's to help you, you kind of approach it a little differently. Because I know you're not here to harm me. You're here to help me reach my goals that I have set and just will help me to be a better person. And it's something so. about accountability and following. Yeah. And so when uh, Tamika would go MIA missing in action, I'm like, <laughs> I haven't heard from her. That's and, right. And that's I would right. send an email and say, what's going on? And, and mm-hmm. that's a part of, of partnering with someone who's moving you to where you are, to where you desire to be. And James Powers does the same thing with me. He'll say, I haven't heard from you, Constance. Mm-hmm. And um, he'll call me or text me. And it's just something very powerful about partnering with someone else to take you to the next level. Absolutely. And I am so appreciative of you being my accountability partner. Well, thank you. And how's that dissertation coming along? It's coming along. It's, it's, it's really coming along. Um, I have, <clears throat> you have to register in like three parts as you progress. And I'm in the last part of it. Thank Congratulations. God. Congratulations. So. I am yes. so proud of you. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And, um, you know, one thing I love about her is that, like she said, I would certainly get on her case, but whatever I asked her to do, she did it. And and even just the reminder of how quickly your house sold. 
Oh, yeah. How, how quick that was. And uh, for people, whatever area you're really desiring manifestation in, sometimes something just as small as just packing a box. That's it's right. a big sign to the universe. You don't always have to take gigantic steps, but just begin moving in the general direction of what you desire. That's right. Well, I would love to uh, I would love to coach with you guys out there. If you're interested, I always say if you are ready for a change, you're willing to do the inner work and you're willing to invest in yourself, then I'm your girl. So let's go to these quick commercials to to Mika. I love you. Thank God for you being in my life. And uh, I'm going to be right back with my special guest, guys. So stay tuned. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, guys, I'm back. And that was a powerful uh, testimony uh, by Tamika. But boy, are you in for a treat today? My very special guest is uh, Dr. Jeremy Lopez. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is an author, international teacher, entrepreneur, prophet, uh, life and success coach. And he's going to be sharing about his new book, Creating Your Soul Map, Manifesting the Future You with a vision board. I am so intrigued and interested in this and we are blessed to have him. So Dr. Jeremy Lopez, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, thank you, Constance. It's so good to be with you guys. I am a big fan, as you know, of Law of Attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know it. And boy, uh, when I got a copy of your ebook, I'm like, I've got to have Jeremy on. So let's go ahead and get started. Why did you write this book before we get into the uh, meat of it? Absolutely. Well, I, I really, in my life coaching sessions with people all across the world, I found the number one question was, how do I find myself? You know, what am I called to do in my future? And so I, for years, I've had my own personal vision board, but I've never been able to really sit down and put into writing to help people. And so I thought this is the perfect time in history for such a time as this to begin mm-hmm. to put it down in detail so people can read it in the privacy of their own home and really discover more of how to do this thing called life. You're nothing but the truth. And so the word that pops out to me, first of all, is vision. (laughs) What does that mean? And explain that to listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting to me because 
when we think of vision, it's interesting because everyone has probably heard before this famous scripture that we've heard before in the Bible that says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. And Constance, this is very interesting when you find out this powerful universal principle, because what you're saying is if I don't see something about myself, if I don't find out something about the future me, the higher version of myself, then I'm living in and I'm living in a perishing dimension. Now, what's interesting about perish that I love is the word perish actually is the word abad in the Hebrew, and it literally means to be lost, broken, disconnected or separated. Isn't that crazy? Something. And so it shows us more of understanding that if I can't see past my moment, that I'm basically uh, mentally fragmented. Now, we know we're all whole, but mentally we become disconnected from what? Disconnected from source, disconnected from our relationship with God, disconnected with a higher version of ourselves. I'm disconnected from the next five minutes of who I'm supposed to be. I become at the place of lost and, you know, and, and separated. And that's why I believe the Bible is so important when it says, you know, you've got to have a vision. And, and, and I have to say this. This is really, really awesome. One thing I love about this scripture, Constance, it's so cool because it's so universal. No matter who or what a person is or practicing, it's, it's an idea that lets us know, a principle that lets us know that it's not something God, you know, divine source is just going to give you. It's not like God's going to say, okay, here it is. I'm going to give you everything about your future. It doesn't even say that in that verse. What it's saying is, you know, hey, by the way, folks, if you don't cultivate something of a desire from your heart of a vision – you're going to live fragmented. And I don't want that for you. Yeah, nothing but the truth. So you said creating your soul map. What is your soul? Well, you know, I know there's a lot of different um, theories on soul. And I know within the Christian community, you know, we sort of say mind, will, and emotions. And I know I've heard others say, well, the soul and the spirit could be connected and tied together. I sort of like the idea of it being separate because it shows me the idea of, the mind, the will, the emotions of the – I like to say the lower nature of me. Now, when I say the lower nature of me or maybe the lower nature of Constance or whoever we're talking to, what I'm saying when I deal with the soul is there's a lesser part of me that is fed in to my soul from my upbringing, people that they've, they've said things to me throughout the years of you'll never make it, you're too overweight, you're too skinny, you talk funny, whatever these paradigms that start building in our brains are about. To me, the soul is powerful, but it also – can cultivate more of an ideology of of my upbringing. And so what I like to do is separate that because my emotions are powerful and they play a huge role in law of attraction. But if I'm not careful, I need to listen to what the spirit of the higher version of myself is saying to say, that's eternal. That knows more than my, than my, than my soul of my mind of everything that everyone's taught me. And so I like to say my soul is actually saying if I connect to divine source, if I connect to my relationship with God, then my soul can actually uh, turn on the emotions in a positive way. And if the mind is, if the soul is the mind and the will, then I got to learn to will to want to live. I got to, I got to will to fight, will to be able to know that there's a, a new upcoming version of myself tomorrow that I, that already exists in me, but I need to tap into that power. Yeah, and so I'll yeah. To me, the soul is a push. It's a shoving of saying, come on, you've got a better part of you you haven't seen yet. Okay, so what are some basic principles for listeners regarding how they can begin manifesting the future you, their future self with the vision board? 
Absolutely. Well, you know, there's so many secrets I've placed in this book that I love. Mm. And, and one of the things I like about the, the concept of vision board is we can say the generic basics can be visionary uh, of learning to adapt to imagery. You know, if you think about it, you know, uh, in the chapter that I call the changing scenery, we actually talk a little bit about that type of imagery. And believe it or not, images can play a very emotional um, uh, roller coaster ride for each person because you can actually pull up, for example, I mean, if I was to, and, and you know, I'm saying this out of, uh, you know, for people to understand the shock factors of each one of us. If I pulled up, for example, a, a well-known murderer, if I pulled up a picture of Hitler, there's something within your emotions that sort of trigger things to say, oh, I see that in a negative way, you know, and some people could do that with a big home. If I have a picture of a, of a big home, sometimes the, the part of me, we'll call the lower nature of me, can look at that and say, Oh, you know what? I, I'm totally unworthy. Like that is, I can't see myself living in that. And so if you think about it, and this is, this is something I'm bringing to just to light from, because we know the truth sets us free. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, if I was to show you a picture and you know what I mean when I say this, if I was to show you a picture of, let's say someone in a, a white outfit like the KKK, what does that do to someone that we say, Oh God, and yet, on the other hand, though, that same negative energy can still be reflected in a, a simple car that me and you love or, or a home we like or, or something because we don't realize the imagery in people of what emotional attachment they have to something that's played negative or they've heard negative within their history. And so I like to say within a vision board, we need to be able to go through images to where we're able to say, I'm healing through that. I'm feeling I'm finding the power that I can see myself in that I can see myself overcoming with that. And so imagery plays a big role in our lives. And I think sometimes we take that for granted to sort of, I don't want to say judge, but sort of be sometimes judgmental with people to say, come on, it's a, you know, you got to get pictures of your, uh, of yourself doing this and doing that, you know, on your vision board. And so I always say, we've got to start back from basics to say, let's do an introductory to people to see exactly how their trigger points are, or there may be a scale of one to 10 of how they're feeling towards a simple, beautiful home. Or maybe towards a beautiful car. So we've got to introduce ourselves to imagery to say, do I feel I deserve this? Am I worthy of something such of such magnificence? And it's like our dreams. And we wake up, for example, if me and you had a dream at nighttime, I can wake up and say, man, this dream was so good. You could say, oh, that dream was a nightmare. And it could be about the same thing because we've got to be able to know that in our dreams, those images play a role to say, how are you viewing this? And what if it's that place where we need to be healed from it to be able to, be able to find the victory in it? So to me, a vision board is finding images that you can that you know you can attach yourself, your soul to. I see myself living this, in this, being this. And so to me, vision boards can bring healing. It can bring victory, but it also can bring the same mirroring effect of do I see myself in that, driving that, moving in that. And your action of your emotions will begin to determine that when you see something. You know, God has really been speaking to me about the power of images. And one example is that, you know, when you go some of, to some of these network marketing groups, the first thing they're going to do is show you images. Here's a picture of John, and he now has a new Mercedes. He lives in this big home. He's traveling all over the world because they understand that those images are motivating factors for people to get into their business. 
Exactly. And so I just think God is so big. So, so, so people need to get images. So what role does I, I've heard you mention uh, desire and emotion. Let's just say they get a picture of, of a new home that, that they want. What about desire and emotion attached to that picture? Explain those principles to listeners. Absolutely. Well, one of the things I love about the word desire, it's it's almost like a um, we could say a grace given by God to us that really mm-hmm. show us to say you have a role to play in something that you that you cultivate. I mean, think about it. We could have we could have been created with no desire. We could created we could have been created to be like robots to just say, you know, yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. Do what I tell you to do. And that's it with no feeling, no desire, no emotion. To me, desire is a is a powerful thing that says I play a role in my life. I mean, we know, you know, Constance, Law of Attraction says, uh-uh, hold on, take responsibility, mm-hmm. own up to what you, you manifested. And to me, desire is letting you know automatically that I have a role to play and that what I feel counts and what I imagine, you know, uh, counts. And it and to feel that. So when I say desire and emotion, I like to say an emotion is something that can be positive or negative for you. I'll play it, I'll play it this way. There's a great scripture that I really, really love that's in the Bible that's really cool. And it basically is a universal principle, once again, for all of us. And it says, to the pure, all things are pure. To the defiled, all things are defiled. Which what that means is, how are you seeing your life? If you see the world around you and your life as, ooh, bad and horrible and, and be careful for this and watch out for this, your desire is going to be shut down. Your emotions are going to be automatically turned into negative energy, and you're never going to manifest anything you want. But when you see this life as pure and you find the good in people and you see that, yeah, life can sometimes be a little rough and tough, but I choose. I choose. Choose you this day. I choose to see the good. And so, therefore, it, it helps bubble up the desire in me to say, I choose because I see a world of good. I see a world that is potential, a world of, of, of energy. So I choose out of a desire to start and my emotions also that that agrees with that to say I want to do this and so it stirs up my emotion of happiness for me when I look at my vision board I have several vision boards one on business life and I love that because it separates my worlds to say this is my business here's my here's my projects here's my goal how many more books I want to put out you know, how many more employees do we need to hire we just hired someone else actually for our social media director that was part of my vision board and then the, the personal relations of me actually pulls in that, that place of my, my, my deepest foundation of my desire and my emotion that when I look at those images on my board of things I like and things I want to have in my life, it stirs me up an emotion of joy. And, 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 we, and we've heard this before, but when we hear of unspeakable joy and full of glory, it's almost like saying, man, I could have that joy that is like you can't even talk about. It's like it's so off the chain. I can't even discuss how – amazing of an overflow I feel this moment, even talking about the subject. So it goes beyond the definition of human joy. It's a spiritual joy. So when I say get your desire and your emotion attached to these beautiful things you're wanting to cultivate in your life, then then my joy becomes something that's out of control. It's out of my hands now. It's so spiritual that I can't even define it anymore. And that's a place I want people to get to, to say I not only deserve something bigger or better, or more grandeur, but I want to get it so out of control when I can't even I can't even run it anymore because it's so it's now so spiritual. It's now so spirit that that's it's gonna just gonna happen. 
Okay, so I got two or three questions running through my mind. So, so Jeremy, you have your vision boards divided by personal, business, etc. So let's yeah. just take business. When you look at the, the the pictures that you have on your business vision board, so you feel the emotion of that already done. You're joyful. You're grateful. You're just not looking at pictures. Is that right? Exactly. To me. Whether you call it prophetic, psychic, whatever you want to call it, to me I call it prophetic because I look at pictures as my guarantee that it's not like something that's supposedly coming for me. It's something I already possess. I'm just waiting on what is already in me because think about it. The kingdom of God is already in us. Mm -hmm. So what is already in me, that picture sort of prophesies to me. In other words, it prophetically alerts me every time I see it to say, you know it's about to come in the natural world. If you already have it. And you're, you need to feel it and you believe it, but it's about to be here. You can tangibly touch it. And so my my senses then of the, of the feel and the touch, it's going to become my reality. And so I do feel that when we see a picture and I always encourage people, don't put something on there to say one day I'm going to have this. Well, that's not being positive. That's like that's like counteracting a negative because what you're saying is it's not part of me. It's not in me. So I don't have that energy for it yet. But one day, someday. Well, we know one day somebody will never come because those are not really those are not real days. And so I, I connect to something to say I see it because I already have that. If I didn't if I didn't find that house that I wanted, that picture or that or that business, um, let's say, for example, that new employee that I need her to do this or that or him to do this and this. If I didn't already have that in my blood, I would never have been attracted to the actual image that I needed to put on my vision board. So images on a vision board is not about one day, someday. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could. It's about saying that is already in me. If not, I would have been attracted to that image. So the image already prophesies to me that I already have this thing. I just need to see it more to say, oh, doesn't that look beautiful? Man, that looks amazing. And so therefore, you are not what? You're not perishing for lack of vision. You're actually connected uh, to the actual vision and not disconnected by perishing by having no vision. There's a big difference. There. You know, so people are not saying I'm trying to get that car. It's already in me. I just have a picture of it on my vision board that that just reminds me that's already mine. Can I give you another great example? Uh -huh. of your love? Please do. Okay, here's another great example. When people say, well, well, Jeremy, I've heard you say before, you know, you've got to become that thing. How do I become a car? How do I become a house? Even though I know it's in me, how do I actually become that? Here's what I tell people. You've got to remember, you're actually a vehicle. You know, when we talk about everything from metaphysics to spirituality to the spirit realm, different dimensions, realms, whatever you want to call it, the truth is you are a car and a home. The reason why I say this is because you are, you know, the Bible even says something really cool, and it says that we are the temple of God. Put it another way, we're a house of God. So I'm already a house already. So am I being wishful thinking? No, I am literally a house or a temple that is that we're the embodiment of a spirit dwells inside of me, vibrates its goodness, its power, its glory within me. And so guess what? I'm already a house. And so for me to attach to a natural house and say, how can I be that house? Well, guess what? You're not you're not detached. You you actually are a house. You're just trying to manifest now something in a realm that you see with your eyes that you that your spiritual eyes should already see that you are just like a car. You're a vehicle. You know, like, for example, if you go to your office, into your home or, or I know you're like me, we're, we're big gym buddies. I mean, we love mm -hmm. the gym. Not exercise. So when you so you're the vehicle that takes this body, this house to the gym to 
to get it, you know, prepared and fixed up and uh, and just in shape, for lack of better words. So you're a vehicle still. So I always tell people relate to the self to yourself of how really God's already told you you are. You are these things, and you can always see those things within you already if you just believe and you and you realize I'm I truly am all things. So 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 once people have the vision board, should they also write down? You know, mm. did, did you write down, uh, I, I'm going to have this great social media person? Absolutely. Well, you know <clears throat> me, I, I don't think, I'm left-handed, and they say that's actually a right brain thinker, you know, so I don't know, but but uh, my hand, it gets tired because I write so much. Mm-hmm. I believe that you should write things down, yes, because for me, writing can turn into a type of propheticness at times, you know, uh, as far as being prophetic and just, you're, you're, it's like your spirit, your soul just sort of takes over in the sense of writing because what happens is you're able to express more in your writing and and believe it or not you actually retain more information by like for example with me and you talking at the moment we're retaining information but if i was to take notes on the things you said or vice versa or maybe one of our listeners you actually retain that it's scientific proof you retain more by what you write down because it gets in you more you're actually seeing what you're writing in action and so it's almost like a a double positive. It's like a it's like your your reinforcement. And so when I write down, this is the kind of social media director I needed because these are the social media's uh, you know outlets we have: Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, um, uh, Instagram. These are the ones we have. I need her or him to do this, and I go into detail with it. I don't make like a big list, like a basic piece of paper, but I write down my outline of what I need. And what's great about an outline of what you need on your vision board is you have to, and you've taught this before, I've heard you many times, you have to be flexible in nature to know the outline can always be added to it by the Holy Spirit anytime to say, hey, I love your idea, but what if I added a little bit more to it that makes it really just off the chain? And so I tell people, Allow the spirit of God to begin to just sort of be flexible with what you're saying. So I always, I, so I never say I need a blonde girl who weighs 150 pounds to do this in my office because that's a little bit to me. It's it's locking down a person that maybe God could be saying, hey, there's something a little bit better, but yet I'm matching your outline. So I always say be detailed about it, but know what details to use. My details for me, if somebody says, well, then what details do I use? I say this. I said, my details are this. I need a qualified, experienced, well-educated person. That way, it could be a male, female, whoever it needs to be, black, white, Asian, I don't care. I just need an experienced person. So write down the details you need, but don't be so specific that you're blocking out someone to where if a guy came your way and you're sitting there going, oh, I was looking for a blonde girl, sorry, you know, or (laughs) you know what I mean? So people don't realize what details really are. Details are true details of the spirit that are flexible, but yet, but yet um, to the point. And so, so Jeremy, if listeners have the vision boards, pictures and images that they can look at with emotion and know that it's already theirs and in detail write about that particular image or picture. That's that's powerful reinforcement. It really is. It really is. And let's just face it, our brains and science tells us now our brains our brains were not really created, for lack of better words, in this in this natural world to begin to create an outline and to say, okay, now today I'm gonna put in the in my mind, my consciousness of I'm going to do this first, this second, this third. Even though we can remember uh, bigger 
general things. It was never created to really do an outline of details. And we all need something to write on, write down, see. I mean, let's just face it. How many of us today have iPhones with calendars? I probably, my, probably my iPhone has probably been my best friend the past five days because every time I text somebody, I say, hey, Siri, do this and this and this and this and this and put this on my calendar because I know that my brain can do so much and I need those 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 validations to say, hey, don't forget about this appointment. And so so I always say, don't find yourself so prideful that you that you feel like you can memorize everything. The truth is, the more that I write down and the more that I can see visually, the more that things will be added to it. You can't have something added to it unless you're pondering on it. If I was to sit here, for example, in a I do deep meditation and yoga. I, I love it with a passion in my prayer time. And so if I was to sit here and say, I'm gonna meditate on Let's say something generic. Let's say a car. If I'm going to maintain on a car, then my mind is going to expand on what kind, what color, what size, what shape, what kind of interior. Then I'm pondering on it to make it bigger, but two hours later, I'm probably going to forget about that if I didn't write it down. But if I was to say, gosh, I got to go shopping for a car today. And I move on to time for lunch. I got to do, do, do this report. My mind is not, I'm not feeding it energy on expounding on that very same entity called a car. And so I need backup. And to me, vision board is not just backup, but it's reinforcement, validation, and it will, it'll force you to expand on the generic that you put on there. So true. So, okay. So we've written it down. It's on our vision board. We're looking at it. We know it's already ours. What about the how and 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 how do we allow God or spirit to to manifest that in our lives? Because so many people might say, I, I, I really want this big house on my vision board and I've written it down. But how in the world is that going to happen? <laughs> the question of the universe. <laughs> yes. I think everybody wants. What is the old saying in a? Um, I've got the old, the old commercial. You know, when when EF Hutton talks, everyone no, when everyone listens. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the truth is, the how to me is a beautiful thing. It's what you make of it. When I say how, I think people all automatically take on a negative um, energy vibe. It's almost like, oh, that's 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 the trouble. That's the work. And when you see the how as heaviness and work, guess what's guess what's going to be to you? Law of attraction lets you know. It's going to be heavy work for you, and guess what's going to happen? You're never going to get it done because you've already put the how into a negative work, horrible ugh. But if I put the work into, I'm going to have so much fun with this, Constance. I mean, this is the house of my dreams. I know, I know this is the one because I feel like maybe I got a witness from spirit or someone else else said, man, you look good in that. Whatever the case may be. The truth is if I see that, I say I'm going to have fun with this. So my how is going to be I'm going to release the action out of me. And the action is going to say, you know, my first question could be, okay, now what are the basics of getting a home? Well, let's see. Do I have good credit? We can work on that. You know, my how could be, okay, well, now loan-wise, do I need to try to – I need to look into different loans maybe for six months to see where's a good interest rate. Is this a good season to get an interest, you know, a loan? I mean start on the basics because you might say, but Jeremy, I don't want a loan. I want the favor of God. I don't – I want it free. You know, I, w- I want someone to give me give me something, and that's, that's a miracle. That's powerful, but what we have to do is we have to begin to offer spirit something that is a first step. 
You know, one of my favorite verses that you can use towards whatever anyone believes, which is powerful. But the Bible says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, which what God is saying is your first rule of thumb is you're going to have to draw near to me. You can't expect me to sort of, quote, quote, unquote, draw near to you, even though God's always in us and with us and through us. But it's the idea of his thoughts draw near to you until you first draw near to the thoughts of God, until you draw near to, you know, the first step. And so I would say honor your life and love yourself enough to say my how is going to be so much freaking fun. And the how is going to tell me that I got to take a first step. And that is entertaining the idea. Um, how would this look? You know, and then maybe play around with it. Play, here's, here's what we learn when we're kids. Now, of course, I'm not a girl, so I never play with Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. And do great. But for for a little girl playing with Barbie dolls as a kid, she has a Barbie doll home. She has Barbie dolls. And she imagines. What does she do? She's truthfully using law of attraction on, on the future her without even realizing she's doing it. She's imagining what the Barbie doll is going to look like. She puts her little clothes on. She decides. And you have a little Barbie doll home. I, had, I was raised in a house of sisters. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, she puts it in each room and she's going to put it to bed. Now it's time to be fed. And so she's automatically imagining, make believing really that's her. And so we're already using our desire and our how by saying, okay, well, it's time for this. And so I always say, have fun with it. What is your first steps in the generic world of how I can do this? And then let that just sort of let, let spirit just take you into another question and another question. We got to remember your first step may never be the absolute truth of what you have to do, but it's always honored. I've always realized spirit always honors you stepping out. I'll give you a great example because I know I'm talking years off and your <laughs> listeners. Great example. And if many people have ever heard of Peter in the Bible, you know, when he's on the boat and we hear, you know, Jesus say, hey, you know, he just says, come. That's all he says. He never says, Peter, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to give you an outline. Put a foot. Here's you put a a foot first. Let me explain to quantum physics. He never did. He just says, come. Now, Peter, having such a belief system, just steps on out of the water. There is your how. Your how is just step out and just do what you know you've got to do. And the great thing about that that story is from one word, hey, come. You know, he's like, bid me to come. Jesus is like, come. And then and so I always say, let your how be just come. Just just do it. Just do what you know needs to come natural to you at that moment. The, uh, the next step will literally will just magically appear for you. And the next step will magically appear for you. It's always – you have to remember everything you think that is positive in this world towards building will always be honored. And that's what we miss. So true. I mean, and just vision and images is just so powerful. And lastly, I can't believe our time is almost already gone, Jeremy. So, so, so – so when listeners have a vision board, they're writing it down. Should they also take time out to visualize or imagine or, or, or is looking at the vision board a form of imagination? What's your take on that? On imagination. Oh, absolutely. We know we all know the old saying, you know, whatever we focus on, you know, we produce whatever we focus on. We know manifest or, or grows and expands. You know, what is it? What is it? I think Wayne Dyer said, um, whatever we give our, t- our energy to. Um, what is it? What is that saying? It, it basically grows. Uh-huh. Our attention- whatever okay. you wherever you put your focus, it expands. Wherever you put your attention, it gets bigger. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So to me, imagination is our God given childlike faith. 
that sit here and says, I'm going to have fun with this, this imagination, this imaginary hood on my on my back, this cape. I'm going to act like Superman, act like I'm flying. And the key thing is it's not, and here's a great analogy for you in, in your imaginary world. If we can go back and one of my favorite movies was um, what it deals with Peter Pan. And then years later, they came out with the actual I think it was a pre no, I'm sorry. It was a sequel that dealt with it was called um, uh, Hook. And Hook was a powerful story of Peter Pan where he grew up and he forgot who he was. And he went back to Neverland and the kids had to almost retrain him to say, you know, you're, you're the pan. You can fly. And in and, and, and spirituality, here's what happens. We grow up too fast and we leave our childlike faith behind, realizing that spirit the whole time is saying, Constance, you know you were created to fly. You know you were created, and all you've got to do is just believe and imagine, and it'll happen for you. When we get older, we put the, our childlike faith aside, and we forget we're the Peter Pan of our lives. We can fly. And so I always say, never forget who you are. Use your imagination to say, I'm the Pan. I'm the Pan. I can fly. I can, and because it, it's God's will that I do this. And so I always say, use your imagination to the Fullest you can, because when you dream, it's to me dreaming, and I'm actually a dream interpreter as well. Your dreams are nothing more than your imagination overflowing into it, saying you got to see more. You got to see more than what you've been seeing. If I guarantee are your listeners, if you imagined your life so much every day, you would literally see your dreams decrease. Believe it or not, it's a scientific because you're not allowing your lifestyle to be that of imagination all the time. My imagination is not locked into my dreams. My imagination is who I am and I live it to the fullest because I'm the pan and I can fly every moment of every day. Well, that's really powerful. And, and so I just want to encourage listeners, you, you know, that, um, that they're just creating something as small, not that it's small, but just taking this one principle of manifesting your future with a vision board and just doing and taking the steps that Jeremy has shared with us can really be life-changing. I appreciate that, Constance. I'll tell you one thing we've done since I've spoken with you last is besides the book, I've actually put out a workbook to this. And so I have Creating Your Soul Map, a visionary workbook that goes hand in hand with the actual book itself. And if you guys know people like Greg Reed, Brian Tracy, mm-hmm. I have a lot of endorsements. They they love this book and workbook so much. And so I would tell your listeners, if they if they happen to go to our website, identitynetwork.net, if they get the, the combo of Creating Your Soul Map book and workbook together – I would be honored to autograph it for them. And in fact, I might just write something in there. If they let me know in the notes section when the order just say, heard you on, heard you on you know, uh, Think, Believe, and Manifest show with Constance, if they let me know, I'll autograph it for them. I'll put something personal, prophetically, of what I see in their life. How, how's that? That's wonderful. Wow. So give us your website information again and how can people contact you? I know you all are over on social media, et cetera. I appreciate that. Well, it's identitynetwork.net. And uh, one thing I will encourage your listeners to do is, besides the combo, me autographing it for them and putting something prophetically, that whatever I see, sense spirit is wanting to tell them, I write it in there. But also, I actually do readings, prophetic readings. I do about 30 or 40 a day. I've done wow. thousands and thousands throughout the years. And uh, besides government officials, in fact, I'm leaving in two days to go to L.A. I have producers in, a hall in Beverly Hills who fly me in, and I actually – 
uh, life coach them and be prophetic and do prophetic readings with them. And so I'd love to be able to do some prophetic readings for some of your listeners. So tell them to write in and just maybe if they can help out giving to our, to our missions fund, hey, you know what? I'll give them hopefully something that will expand and blow their mind <laughs> prophetically. And, and so a prophetic reading is where God speaks through you yes. about the other person, about their life, about their future and you do 30 to 40 a day. Oh, my goodness. And I know the readings that you have certainly uh, shared with me and even with the dear friend of mine, which you probably have forgotten about, have been just right on. Oh, I'm so, so glad. I'm uh-huh. so and, and and so uh, so I'm just encouraging everybody. Hey, check him out. Uh, he's the real deal. And uh, he really loves helping people. And when I was reading all of the things that you do, uh, Jeremy, author, international teacher, entrepreneur, I got tired, prophet, uh, <laughs> life coach, sex coach. And he really is. He's really doing and being all of these things. And uh, we're just so grateful to God for what you are doing. And so what would be your last words to listeners, to people all over the world, Jeremy? I would say two things, and that is I could I could say the generic of believe in yourself, but I would say believe in something that is so much grandeur and so much bigger than you, which is which is God, knowing that truthfully there is such a source of power out there that not only has your back, but really has love for you that is so immeasurable and so powerful. And I think knowing that we have someone that is looking out for us and someone that believes in us when we don't believe in ourselves is is the strongest thing we could ever ask for. So I would say to your listeners, you don't always feel like you have to be strong. You've got the strength of, a, of, of, of God in you that keeps you strong. And and knowing that power is in you is just phenomenal. So just know you, you're, you're never alone and you've got somebody there with you all the time. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. Once again, you always leave us inspired and motivated, and I'm so grateful to God for you. And guys, remember to visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. You can check me out on social media. Uh, And uh, if you want to send me an email to let me know uh, what's happening in your life after you have created your vision board, uh, email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and I will forward that uh, to Jeremy. We would love to hear your testimony and we would love to just hear your story about how your life has changed. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by a loving, supporting spirit that loves and adores you. And you know that I believe in you and have faith in you. And as I say every week, believe that something good is going to happen to you and through you. Make a decision to have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.